You went to space school. I did, yes. It was the programme that children in education over here, they run. That's so cool. What did you do when you were out there? Um, we had to design a project um, as a team. Ours was all about how, what would it be like for humans? How would they survive in space? So we had to design a mission to Mars. So we did about the habitat and how they would survive and like grow food and things like that. Were there many women there? There was actually. They were surprised that two girls got selected from the Isle of Man because it was the first time I think that two girls went to go. They're really trying to push um, getting more girls within the STEM industry. So excellent, represent. (laughs) (laughs) I was originally planning. Well, I did. I went to um, Salford University and I was going to study television and radio. That didn't work out, so then I came back to the island and went to Lancaster University, which I'm currently studying at now. So, And what are you studying there? I'm studying psychology. That's it. And that is interesting, actually, <laughs> because when you went to university, mm-hmm. um, I think, was that kind of the first time that you started realising you, you had there was something that was a bit kind of yeah, awry? Yeah, it was, it was when I went to Salford University at first, and that's why it didn't work out. It was, I would basically just have panic attacks just every morning and every night just thinking about university work but I didn't actually know what was going on so I went to the doctors to see if they could give me anything to help me sleep and she was like well why can't you sleep and when I explained my symptoms she was just like um you know you're experiencing anxiety attacks and I was like what no I'm not the doctor she's so lovely she really helped a lot I was pretty clueless about mental health issues then Mm. (laughs) <laughs> is it something that um, a lot of students experience then, anxiety attacks? Yeah, I think students especially, they come underneath so much pressure from lots of different angles that, you know, mental health just comes under, like, just stress. I don't know if it's um, because I can relate to some of the people's problems that I have so many friends who have their own sort of problems in those areas. But I'm more inclined to think that it's just the fact that you know, we have physical health and our physical health goes bad sometimes. And it's the same with mental health that it goes bad sometimes. So it started off with anxiety attacks. And at first I got diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder, depression and OCD tendencies. So it doesn't mean I have OCD. It just means I have a tendency to engage in OCD-like behaviours. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like depression was not accurate. It wasn't only depression that I was going through because there'd be times where I'd be absolutely crazy and happy and on a high and like out there and then there'd be crushing lows where you know it's the lowest anyone can ever feel it's a very horrible feeling and emptiness it's it's not a nice place to be in so at first I was kind of you know maybe I have bipolar because that's the only other condition I really knew of that a doctor's like no you don't have that I sought help at accident emergency one night because I just felt it was the first time I'd ever felt suicidal. I didn't feel like I was going to do anything but it was the first time I had a thought pop into my head and I was like okay that's worrying Mm -hmm. that's that's a big thing I need help and I needed it then and we were lucky that the psychiatrist on call he was actually a um, specialist from London in borderline personality disorder. Wow. And that's what I've been diagnosed with. And I'll just explain a bit just for people who don't know what it is. It's where you can't control your emotions. Mm -hmm. So with depression, a lot of people have a trigger and then they'll experience the emotions afterwards. Whereas for me, 
I just get the emotions like right away. So there's nothing that starts it off, just literally one minute you can be on a massive high and the next mm-hmm. minute down. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, obviously, things trigger me, you know, like they would anyone, you know, like if you had a bad day or, you know, hurt yourself or anything like that. It's where your emotions go up and down multiple times throughout the day and to extremes. Throughout the day. So it's not mm-hmm. just this isn't over the course of a few weeks or something. Mm-mm. This is no. and this this happens to you every day, does it? Mm hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's difficult because you never really know what you're walking in on if, you, if yeah. you're coming to see me I've um learned to deal with it and embrace it it's it's a part of who I am a lot of people separate themselves from the illness and that is a good thing to do when you're thinking about it in relation to the difficulties it has but I do also like to embrace it in that I would not know nearly as much about mental health if it never happened to me and I noticed one of your um, uh, videos that you did recently was about changing doses of medication so mm-hmm. is, it, is it medically treatable then it's not treatable in that it'll ever go away mm. it's not like a headache you take ibuprofen it's gone but it's manageable it takes the edge off so you, you don't have to work as hard to keep calm and <laughs> yeah. normal and I can't speak on behalf of everybody because everybody experiences them differently when they take them But for me, it just takes the highs and lows and squashes them down so they're not so extreme. Yeah. So I still experience, like, happiness and sadness, but it's more like I used to before these problems happened. I get so many questions from people because, like you say, I'm able to talk about it so easily that I thought, why not just, like, make my videos and Mm -hmm. um, get it out there so the information is easily accessible from somebody who's gone through these problems and also knows a lot of people have gone through them as well so now you, you mentioned the videos you have started vlogging now you've got your yeah. own youtube channel and yes. everything called real talk yeah. um, just for those who haven't yet seen them just just mm-hmm. give our listeners a little bit of idea of what sort of topics you discuss on there. okay so i started my vlogs because one problem i noticed when talking to people about mental health issues was that they would see me now like this but a lot of time people don't see each other when they're down because you don't want to you don't want anyone to see you like that but then also that creates a barrier of not being able to understand like I remember seeing on Facebook this man filmed himself having a panic attack but so many people were commenting going I never knew like that's what happened there was a lot of support and people were just genuinely curious as Mm. to like how to help others and what it was like so I started my vlogs as that I've only done a few at the moment of vlogs but um it's going to be just recording my life truthfully mm-hmm. and that's sort of why I called it real talk because I don't want it to be sugar-coated it's just going to be real it's going to be like this is what it's like this is what happens and there you go and what sort of response have you had from them so far I've had a really good response to um all my videos so I've got my vlogs but then I've also got my ones that I call real talk which mm-hmm. is where I sit down in front of the camera I did one about how to deal with someone who's going through an episode of bad mental health mm-hmm. And that's the one that I've got the most sort of positive feedback from. Is that, did you do that because you've experienced difficulties with people Mm. with communication in the past where people might have not understood how to deal when you're going through something? Definitely. It's hard because in those situations you can't explain what you need, especially if you're going through like a very bad episode because your brain is, it's playing tricks on you and you can't think straight. A lot of people go to me and say, "How how do I support someone? How do I be there? what can I actually do? 
I just thought if it can at least just help one person, then it's done something good. (laughs) Since you started doing the videos, uh, has anyone treated you any differently? It's odd. I've had messages from some of my close friends who I know have got mental health issues, but then also just some people that I'm friends with on Facebook who might not be very close to me, but turn around and say, I really appreciate what you're doing because I go through this sort of problem. So, you know, there's like one girl who messaged me and she's so beautiful, stereotypically perfect, like blonde and skinny and lovely. She's so nice and kind and popular. And you would never think in a million years that she goes through this stuff. It's crazy that like mental health, it doesn't have any bounds. It doesn't care what age you are, where you come from. It doesn't care about your race or your, your status or anything. It can affect everyone. Well, we wish you all the best. And just so that um, our listeners will know, what is mm-hmm. the best way for them to, to follow you and see your videos? To see my videos, I think the best way is like, I'm actually trying to get up to 100 subscribers because then it'll mean I'm able to create a unique channel URL. But I can't actually say that at the moment because I haven't got 100 <laughs> subscribers. So I think if you just type in Real Talk and Katie Myers, it should come up.